Okay, this time it only took us two attempts and not three, but it's still important. Yesterday, Tang, we were discussing the absolute oneness of God's attributes, the spheres, with him himself, which has basically been the theme of this entire including today. We began by saying that within God, they don't have existence because they're so subsumed in existence. And then when they leave that space of being one with God, and they emerge outward to creation, once we have the lower creation from the world of Bria and down, they have seemingly existence, which means it's still absolute God, but I'm now calling him by the names of his attributes. And at the end of discussing this yesterday, the Rebbe brought a proof from the Midrash and then from Pesach Eliyahu, which is part of the introduction to Tukunei Zayhar. And in the Midrash, it says there, the Midrash on Chagiga, it says how Hashem created through these ten powers. And also in Tikkunei Zohar, in Pesach Eliyahu, the second proof at the end of yesterday, I don't always bring in the proofs, but I'm bringing in now to understand today's. Also there, in this introduction to the Zohar, Eliyahu says how you brought forth ten Tikkunim, as in Tikkunei Zohar, ten garments that we call spheros, that we call the attributes, to direct the world. So you in those garments, in those tikkunim, in those attributes, you're concealed. Because through the attributes, we don't see God himself. So that's exactly what he is. So those are the last ideas of yesterday. Two different proofs. One that we call from Nigla, the revealed portion of Torah, The Midrash, which is on Gemara, the Talmud. And one from a Kabbalistic proof from Pesach Eliyahu, from Tikkunei Zohar both saying in different words the same basic idea, that through these attributes, creation comes forth. So today, to conclude this chapter, the Rebbe actually goes into this idea and shows that that's truly what happened. For example, the first day of creation, of the six days of creation, was created through the trait of kindness. And therefore, with this, there was a tremendous kindness that flowed into the world. This is the first divine utterance, let there be light. That's an expression of God's kindness. That light flowed into the world. But this light, it was only God's kindness, would actually remain a spiritual light. But God wanted a physical world. So within this kindness, this kindness is mitigated by God's trait of strength, of glura. And through the constrictions, of strength, of gavura, the light was able to become not just a spiritual entity, but also a physical light as well. So the point that I was saying here is there's a day of creation, and there's an attribute that creates that day of creation. And all of the beings created on that day are expressive of that attribute. And yet, all the attributes blend together are incorporated within each other for the ultimate goal. Like in this case, the kindness has to be mitigated, has to be blended by the strength so creation can become finite and can 
can be limited because kindness is limitless. This is as far as the Rebbe explains it in Tanya. In other sechos, the Rebbe develops this idea more. We can really literally see. In truth, obviously, there's seven days of creation, where we say six, but there's the seventh day, which is Shabbos. There are seven emotional traits of God, from kindness through sovereignty. And every day of creation, all of the items created that day are expressive of that emotion. And actually, taking this a step further, each of the days of creation creates a thousand years of history. And throughout that thousand years, we see the flavor of that divine attribute. So just to take the first one as an example, kindness, a day of kindness, a day of giving, a day of light. The Midrash says that actually everything was created on the first day, though in a chaotic state, kindness. And a millennium of kindness, a millennium where people lived hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, where people had perfect health. All of these things are expressive of God's absolute limitless giving to the world. And on the second day, we have God's strength. What happened on the second day? On the second day, there was a separation. The upper waters became separated from the lower waters, and then the lower waters became physical. So this shows us strength, separation, discernment, separating the waters. How did they become physical? Through Simpson, through constriction, just as the light became physical on the first day. So if we want to see the blending of various traits, we don't see it in the waters being separated. That's Gevura, that's strength. We don't see it in the waters becoming physical. That's also coming from strength, symptom, constriction. But there is kindness here, the Rebbe says. Because why were the waters separated? For there to be dry land. For man to live on a world. So it's a very interesting concept that we're looking at it as, okay, this is an act of intense Gevura. Intense constriction, intense pulling back and separation. But it's only for an ultimate kindness to give man the ability to live in the world. And we see this also in the thousand years of history. We had tremendous, enormous separations and punishments and with water, like a flood when mankind first turned to idolatry. A flood rose from the Mediterranean and drowned a third of the world. Tremendous divorce strength with water. In this millennium, is the flood, the great flood, Noah's marble, that drowned almost every man and living thing in the world. In this millennium is the Tower of Babel, which caused tremendous separation. So it's the power of the day. It's all the creations and actions of that day. It's the power of the millennium. But as the author is pointing out, it's all blended. Everything is blended. That's the quality of these worlds, which are called the worlds of tikkun, of rectification, that all of the godly traits blend with each other. Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. That all of the godly traits blend with each other and thus there's a strength, and the ability to blend comes from their nullification to God. Because when they're blending, then this shows that they are not entirely only self. What they really are is an awareness of God, and through that, the expression of self, which of course the self here is God. 
But in the end, the Rebbe quotes, what this, the Rebbe says, and so it is with all of them, we could continue explaining the other days, but I think we're not supposed to go that long, but so it went through all the days of creation. And then the Rebbe ends with another quote from Eliyahu, in Pesach Eliyahu, in the Tikkun Zayar, in the introduction to Zayar, explaining that, again, all of these traits of God, like righteousness and justice, they're only single identifiable attributes relative to creation, relative to the world, from our perspective. But regarding God himself, it's not that he has these attributes, because regarding God himself, from his end of the story, the attributes are him. Again, as we said in the beginning of the chapter, they're so one with him we don't see them at all. Just as the sunlight has no identity within the sun, kindness has no label, has no existence within God himself, and yet truly does exist as we see when it emerges and interacts to guide creation. And that is the end of chapter 10. Any questions? Okay, thank you.